Welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts, a weekly overview of economic developments in international markets. Hello and welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts. Today's the 19th of May and we are here with Inge Haydorn, Jenny Hardy and Nayla Salkovic for our weekly market roundup. Today, the team will discuss results from Applied Materials, Cisco and Take-Two. Over to them. Thank you very much, Maria. It's Inge Aaron here, Fund Manager at BEP Bullard. Hi, everyone. It's Jenny Hardy, Portfolio Manager at GP Bullhound. Hey, everyone. My name is Nayla, and I'm an analyst here at GP Bullhound. So let's start with some market comments. Uh, as probably everybody's seen, uh, the negotiations around the debt ceiling seems like taking a positive turn, and that's driving the market up in the last few days. And also, tech has continued to outperform driven by the lower interest rates, uh, the talk around the AI and how that's going to drive tech. And in general, the big guys in tech doing decently well on, on terms of sales, but also helped by cost-cutting programs. So in general, quite positive stands around tech at this point in time. Uh, moving over to the results for this week then, and uh, let's start with Cisco and uh, Cisco numbers in itself are, were not that special, but I think the read on them it could be misunderstood. And let's start with the history. They had a very, very strong backlog and couldn't deliver due to the component shortage, and they're still delivering on that backlog, which means that they have the underlying demand of the market plus the backlog, which means they're growing 10% plus, which is to say very strong for Cisco and clearly above what they should be growing, which means when they're now guided for next year, they're guiding less the backlog and the fact they're underlying growth around, say, 7%. But at the same time, the mathematical difference between this year and last year makes it tough comparison, which means that the growth rate comes down for a year. So that's why they're indicating growth rates around 3-4% only next year with some operating margin leverage. And uh, that's the reason why we have those numbers and, and, and sometimes hard to understand why the growth is coming down so quick. But the underlying trend are the same. And to start off with some details that are on, on Cisco, and let's start with a real negative one, and that's collaboration, which is web cameras, WebEx, and so on. Very, very weak. Uh, cybersecurity would also put in, put in the weak bucket, only growing 2%. As you know, that's well below the Palo Altos, the Fortinets uh, of the world. And then on the more positive side, they're doing well on AI. They're doing decently well on, on the carrier business and on enterprise for SD-WAN networks. So that's really where the strength is for, for, for Cisco. Uh, any thoughts from you on regarding that? And did I forget anything, Jenny? Yeah, I think you're right that um, there is still a degree of um, kind of skew that's still coming from some of the COVID supply chain issues, amazingly sort of three years on. And that's happening for a, for a few businesses where, you know, now, you know, supply constraints are easing, so growth rates look better. That's then skewing the kind of outlook for next year. And I think for us it's important to look through a lot of those um, effects and kind of look at 
what the underlying sustainable demand growth rate is. And I think for Cisco, you know, they are clearly supported by lots of these long-term trends. I'm going to talk about AI again, as I think we've spoken about AI every week this year. But, you know, the nature of AI is that it requires, um, you know, clearly lots of data throughput. And, you know, one of the things you need is very efficient um, networking and switching equipment. And, um, you know, Cisco will absolutely play into that. And I think, you know, there's some some uncertainties around um, the sort of networking technology that will become the sort of uh, de facto standard within AI. So um, at the moment, we have uh, Cisco and Arista on the sort of Ethernet side, and we have NVIDIA's Mellanox on the InfiniBand side. Um, and there's a debate as to um, which, uh, which of those technologies will yeah, become the sort of de facto standard. But I think there are probably reasons to believe that um, the sort of Ethernet open, sort of open standard um, will be uh, a more attractive choice to um, lots of businesses versus being tied into a, a sort of one company technology um, that InfiniBand is. So I think, yeah, for us, um, Cisco, it's it's a big shift and, and, and it's uh, a, a sort of slow-moving beast, but I think it continues to deliver and continues to benefit from some of these sort of very long-term drivers. And uh, it's not been a great stock for this year. Uh, I forgot to say that we are still holders of Cisco, uh, but it feels quite on track and on delivering what we expected. And it's trading at the multiple we feel feels quite interesting, and it's generating quite a lot of cash flow. Going over to our second holding, uh, which reported this week uh, and last night, really applied materials, uh, beating on the quarter and. Uh, really doing uh, quite strongly uh, and the guidance uh, in line with expectations and um, what do you think about the details around it? Is there anything standing out that so says, really stands out in a quarter or is it in line with expectation in general? Yeah, I think the thing that really stands out to me is the strength in its um, ICAPS business and um, this is really... Uh, the, the sort of trailing edge um, uh, nodes that, that we've spoken about. So um, ICACS is, uh, I need to remember the, the acronym, it's IMT Communications Auto Power and Sensors. Um, so that's, you know, a lot of the strength that we've spoken around, around auto demand and the shift to electric vehicles and the increased semiconductor content that goes into that. So all of that strength in spend um, is really benefiting applied materials and applied materials is sort of overexposed to that part of the market. Um, what, what we've spoken before about is the idea that it's China that's driving a lot of that spend at the moment. And obviously we know that China has been stopped from um stopped from being able to get the very high-end equipment to make very leading-edge chips, but it is still able 
um, to, uh, to to order the sort of training edge equipment and to fill that um, structural shortage in demand. I think there is some debate as to um, whether this China demand is sustainable. But what I think was important on the call for applied materials was, was that they were very clear that they can see that this equipment is being installed and ramped and that the utilisation levels are high. And what that means is that this equipment is being used to build for real demand and is not just being taken by China because they can get the equipment right now just in case they won't be able to get it if more export controls come in and they're just sort of stashing it somewhere. You know, I think that's very, very important. This is all very real demand. And and so for me, I think that was very reassuring um, in Applied Materials Call, as well as comments around all of the structural demand drivers um, that, that we've spoken around uh, about technology leadership races around um, the sort of geopolitics and building up localized demand, all of that absolutely benefits um, applied materials. So, yeah, I thought overall it was a very solid set of results and some reassuring points from the court. And I think one thing to highlight there, Yano, uh, is I think where the skeptical so the analyst could come from is the fact that they are building so much capacity uh, or, uh, or on it and uh, the question mark then is is that is that capacity really needed but if you think about BID for example which is the biggest electrical car supply in, in China they are aiming for 10 million electrical cars 2026 and that only that drives around six big new fabs on 28 nanometers so the demand will definitely definitely be there if electrical market is happening uh, that will be very, very, so to say, demand-driven in terms of factories. Uh, I think in general also, just to mention one thing, they did 2.3 billion of cash flow in the quarter. Uh, so they continue to generate a lot, a lot of cash flow applied materials. So they have the money also to invest. And uh, that feels very, very comfortable for us uh, going forward when we continue to see the market recovered probably in 2024 in general level for, for semiconductors. Going over to the last topic of the day, uh, take two. And uh, oh, some comment from you, Nate, on, on the gaming side. Yes, thank you, Inge. Uh, let's start with just an over, overall view of the gaming market. Um, NPD April numbers are out in the US. Uh, overall spending on video games in April was down 5% year over year. Um, many of the gaming companies have now reported, and I mean, they all are guiding cautiously. Uh, I think we still have a really, really weak consumer, and until we see a recovery there, I think it will continue to be quite tough with the gaming companies. Uh, but something that really stood out was that the new Nintendo game, The Legend of Zelda, has sold 10 plus million copies in three days. Um, it was released last Friday, and according to NPD numbers in the US, uh, Nintendo Switch was the best-selling console for April, uh, and it is boosted by The Legend of Zelda. I mean, it's amazing numbers. Uh, this is April numbers as well, and Zelda was not even released during that time. Uh, and what else do we got? Uh, Take-Two uh, reported this week. 
Um, and there's a lot of rumors circling around that uh, Take Two's projections for fiscal 25 uh, and beyond look very, very new GTA ish. And I mean, I'd be surprised if they could meet these numbers without GTA 6 coming out. Um, but let's not forget that this is the guidance for next year after this one. Uh, and let's not forget that the, the current guidance for the upcoming year is really, really bad. And I mean, the CEO uh, probably had to announce this in order to cover the bad current guidance. Uh, so I think the conclusion is that we, we see a weakness in the market due to weak consumer. So the conclusion from today's call then is really uh, Cisco, I think we feel very, very comfortable with. It's on the right track. Applied materials, I would say almost slightly better than we expected. And they're very, very confident about the future growth of seven capital equipment. And, and in the meantime, they're being helped by ICAPs, which is really driving strength across the board, especially in China in the short run, but also in Europe, US and, and Japan. And uh, let's watch out for GTA 6 noise then around Take 2. And just to mention also, Take 2 is not a holding of us uh, for the moment. Thank you very much.